how to be successful in everything you set out to do. Let's dive in. Welcome to a Healthy Control Podcast, providing education to create a healthy, balanced lifestyle, empowering you to take control of your health and not let health take control of you. What's up, health nuts? I hope you're having a great day. I know I am. Now, I'm super excited for this episode for a number of reasons. First of all, who doesn't want to be successful? I mean, come on now. Secondly, I see time and time again, and I know you do as well. You set out, I set out, somebody sets out to accomplish something, and then they fail. Or they give up, or they did it for three days and never look back. Why is that? Why do we have trouble accomplishing what we initially set out to do? It comes down to a couple reasons And we're going to get into those. And I'm going to give you five things that you can do to make sure that you set yourself up the best for success. Now, before we get into that, let's do our weekly health lesson here. And here it is. Chewing gum, especially the sugar-free kind, can actually contribute to better mouth health or oral health. See, when you chew gum, it increases saliva production, which essentially can help clean your mouth. And, you know, reduce the risk of cavities and things like that. So chewing sugar-free gum can be good for you. Now let's start with today's topic of why we set out to do something and then we fail. Or we give up or whatever happens here. The reason is, in all honesty, usually we just quit. We feel great about it. We're excited for it. And then usually it's the first one or two speed bumps that get us. So let's say you want to eat healthier. First day you do awesome. And then by Friday, you know, you're just tired and you really just want to gorge on pizza. And then Saturday comes around and you're like, well, I failed yesterday. Maybe I'll try next year. It's like, no, you failed one day. You failed one meal at that point. And is that even really a failure? I mean, come on now. Like, who do you know that just succeeds absolutely 100% of the time in everything they ever do? You look at baseball, if you hit the ball... A quarter of the time, that's awesome. Basketball, if you shoot 40% from three-pointers, that's incredible. NFL, okay, kickers, you should probably hit all of them. But anyways, the reason we get tripped up right away is we haven't made that personal connection to to the goal yet. And we're going to get into figure that out here. But we 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 set things out, we buy things, we, we make goals because we're motivated. You... You went to the doctor and they said you had high blood pressure and they told you all the bad things that can happen from high blood pressure and you're motivated to not let that happen to you. You're scrolling through Amazon and you see this really cool kitchen gadget how it can save you five minutes every day by not having to do whatever and you're like, that's awesome. I get five minutes. You're motivated to buy. We do things. We set our minds on things. We buy things because of emotions and then we try to use logic to justify it. See, motivation stems from your wants, usually not from your needs or your desires. You want to be healthier. You want to save five minutes. You want to do X, Y, or Z. But wants are like dreams, and they come and go, and I mean, shoot, we want something different every night for dinner. You see how fast our wants change? And wants are so temporary And even if you really want something, unless you have set out 
why you want it and created that deeper connection with that goal, you're not going to achieve that goal. And that's called discipline. That's called self-control. You have to be self-disciplined enough to say, I want to lose 20 pounds and I'm going to hold myself to it no matter what. I'm going to forgive myself when I go off plan. I'm going to forgive myself when I don't work out. But within my power, I'm going to do the absolute best that I can to stay on track to reach my goals. And why am I going to do this? Because I know why I want to do it. See, with a want, you don't know why you want to do it. You just want it. Children just want things, and they get upset when they don't get what they want. Adults, mature adults, want something. They understand why they want it. And with that why, that's what drives you. That's what controls your discipline, and that's what you lean into to make sure that you get it done. Personally, I want this podcast to be super successful. I want to help a lot of people, and that's my ultimate why is I want to help you. And I want to help myself too. I'm learning a lot along the way. Now today, I've had a pretty busy day. And it's so easy for me to be like, I'll just record this tomorrow. I'll record it in a few days. I'll record it next week. It's whatever. But because of my why, because I know I want to help people become healthier, live longer lives, and have more enjoyment in their longer lives that they're living, I have a schedule and I have to stick to it. I am disciplined enough that no matter what is going on, I'm going to find a way to get done the things that need to get done. And self-discipline is a skill. And it's a skill that you can build. It's a skill that we're going to work on. And it's a skill we're going to talk about how to build. So the next time you want to lose weight or you want to read a book or you want to run a mile or you want, 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 you have to figure out why you want to do that. And a great way to do that is figure out, okay, if I lose weight, then what? Well, then I'm healthier. Then I can be more active for myself and for my family. I can be a better example for my kids. If I read this book, then what? Well, then I'm more knowledgeable. I have entertainment that way. I'm spending less time watching TV. I'm getting away from the bad habits that I've created of coming home, sit down, eat a snack, watch TV, go to bed, and not moving. You're creating that new pattern. You're creating a why for what you're doing. Now let's talk about five ways to improve your self-discipline, to improve that ability to not give up, to not quit, to never surrender, and everything else that Eminem says. So number one here is the five-minute rule. That's exactly how it sounds. And this, this truly has skyrocketed my productivity in a day, and it helps me to not just brush off all those little things. Five-minute rule, what it sounds. If you can do it in less than five minutes, do it now. I can make the bed later, or I can take 35 seconds to do it now. I can clean the dishes later, or I can do it now. I can go for a short walk later, or I can do it now. See, when we do things now, we're more productive. Because later never comes. Later, you have other things that come up that maybe take your time. Later is the poor man's excuse to be lazy. And what happens when we push everything off until later, now we have 10 tasks that we have to get done. And by task number three, you're like, do I really need to make the bed? Do I really need to go do that? No, no, I don't really need to. It's like, yeah, you could have just taken 35 seconds earlier, but now you're debating for two and a half minutes whether or not you want to make the bed. Like, just get it done. It takes less than five minutes. It's not that difficult. All right, number two, 
journaling or writing down your failures, your successes, and your triggers. Let's go back to weight loss for for this example here. How many times have you wanted to lose weight or you wanted to work out and then you had a stressful day, so then you decided to go out with your coworkers for dinner and then you guys got drinks afterwards and then one thing led to another and you didn't work out and your, your nutrition was crap for that day and it all spiraled. And then this lasts for like three months and you're like, oh, I've been trying to lose weight for three months and I've lost nothing. It's like, yeah, because you keep self-sabotaging. If you can't identify why for the last three months you haven't lost weight, you're never going to lose that weight. You have to realize A causes B, which is why I'm not reaching my goals. That would be identifying your triggers. I had a stressful day today, which made me go eat, which is why I can't lose weight. And that can also be a failure of yours that you weren't able to go out and eat in moderation because you can still go out and lose weight. You can still be on the road eating out of fast foods and restaurants and lose weight. But you have to take that responsibility that it is my choice of what I eat. It is my choice of how much I eat. It's not the restaurant's fault that I had three servings of calamari, a 12-ounce steak, and a piece of cheesecake. That is your fault. And we should journal positive things or wins as well. Because you don't want to just go through that journal and be like, wow, I suck. It's like, oh, hey, no, last, last Tuesday I only had one piece of pizza instead of four. That's a great win. Or last Sunday I meal prepped for my whole week. I did a really good job that day. So at the end of the day, reflect on your positives, reflect on your negatives, and try to find those triggers Because if you can bring awareness to what's causing you to fail or bring awareness to what's causing you to succeed, you can make sure you're doing more things that help you succeed and doing less of things that help you fail. And this journal is for you. There's absolutely no reason to sugarcoat your wins or your losses, your failures and your successes. Be honest with yourself and you're going to see honest results. So we talked about this at the top of the show here a little bit about using motivation and how motivation is very quick tempered it comes and it goes you want things you don't want things whatever but when we're feeling really low when you've been trying to lose weight and all of a sudden you have that week where your your weight goes up or you're trying to build a business and then all of a sudden man business has has just not been going well or you're trying to run a, a marathon and then you have a really bad month of training when you you're going to have those low periods that's 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 called life there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows and when you're feeling really low It's okay to use motivation to get you back on track. So let's say you want to work out five days a week. Today's your day to work out, but you're feeling tired. You come home, you run down, you're like, oh, I just don't want to do this. Okay, why did I want to work out five days a week? Because I want to be in good physical shape. That's right, I did. I wanted to be in good physical shape, okay. And I like the feeling I get when I work out and I like the feeling I get when I accomplish something new and I like being able to push more weight on the bar and I like how I feel after I work out. Now all of a sudden I'm motivated again to work out because I remembered why I wanted to work out and what working out will do for me long term. As I said, people live on inertia. A system in motion like sustained motion and we hate breaking patterns. When my wife and I first started dating, every day we Snapchat each other. You know, get that little fire emoji on there with the number, how many days in a row you Snapchatted. And we actually went out of country 
and had our friends log on to our Snapchats to snap each other. That way we could keep that fire going and that streak going. Because humans love inertia. We love that motion of staying in motion and we wanted to see that get bigger and bigger and bigger. We eventually, I don't know, our honeymoon, I think when we got married, we, we said, you know what? Enough's enough. Let's let's stop this. And at this recording, we've been married for over three years and we have never had a Snapchat streak since then. It was something we were so passionate about that we had friends log on for us and now we're like, yeah, I don't, I don't care anymore because that's the inertia we've got. We had such huge inertia to keep it going. It has stopped and we have not wanted to try to get the system moving again. Your goals are the same way and your habits are the same way. If you develop that habit to work out four days a week, it's difficult. It's even more difficult to not work out than it is to work out because we are such creatures of habit. So use the motivation, use the inertia to create habits that are so strong you physically have friends help you along the way when you can't do it. You physically will not give up that inertia no matter what. So tip number three there, use motivation and use inertia. Let's get to tip number four right after the break. Hey, it's me. Creating a healthy control has been such a fulfilling process so far, and I just absolutely love being able to connect with you and spread good education to hopefully help you live a longer, happier, more fulfilling, healthy life. If you want to give back to the show, subscribing to it on your podcast or onto YouTube is a fantastic way to do so. Liking the videos, leaving reviews, all that actually helps out quite a bit. And most importantly, telling somebody about the channel. See, when a channel is small, really the only way it spreads is by the listeners telling somebody. And if everyone here tells one person, and then that one person tells one person, that's when things can really take off. And that would mean the world to me. I hope you have a healthy rest of your day and enjoy the rest of the episode. Building self-discipline, consistency to do the things you want to do to succeed your goals and dreams and not quit and give up. We talked about the five-minute rule to help with those little things, that productivity along the way journaling your success and your failures and your triggers to bring awareness to yourself and then using motivation when things are feeling low and using inertia to not quit just to keep going because once that trains in motion it's so much easier for it to stay in motion than for it to stop now number four here practice with easy things now what the heck does that mean if i gave you a tennis ball and i said squeeze this just squeeze it as long as you can just squeeze it but that's that's not a hard task at the end of the day, I mean, how hard is it to squeeze a tennis ball versus losing 45 pounds? Or how hard is it to squeeze a tennis ball for a minute versus making the NFL? How hard is it to squeeze a tennis ball versus whatever big dream you have? It's pretty dang easy. But you're going to get to a point where eventually it's like, uh, my forearm's kind of tired, my hand's kind of cramping. Can I stop now? No, don't stop. Because you're going to have that same pain chasing after what you want to get accomplished. You're going to have times where the business sucks. You're going to have times where your legs hurt. You don't want to run anymore. You're going to have times where whatever you want to achieve just doesn't quite work out well. But if you can practice on something as simple as a little bit of forearm and hand pain, there's actually a huge carryover effect. And we actually have a study that looked at this. Again, all studies are down in the description if you want to read those. 
But from this study, the results of it show that practicing small acts of self-control can increase your overall capacity of self-control no matter what it is. And they did a few different types of self-control, one of them being squeezing the ball. Another one, this was actually back in the 90s, found that individuals who who used self-control over their eating habits or over their posture for just two weeks performed better on a task that required overriding physical discomfort. So by making sure you weren't eating too much, you could overcome physical discomfort. There's there's usually not any physical discomfort with eating. I mean, maybe, but like not not like working out. But by regulating their eating, they're able to better push through any type of physical real life pain. Other things like avoiding colloquialisms or cursing or even using your non-dominant hand have been shown to improve self-control. Another study in 2006 found that people who practice self-control by forcing themselves to study or exercise exhibited better self-control overall in the rest of their lives. By forcing yourself to do something that you don't necessarily want to do, it makes it a heck of a lot easier to do the things that you do want to do but kind of hurt at the time. Which is why the five-minute rule really works out. I don't want to make the bed, but it's going to take me 35 seconds. I'm going to get it done, and that's going to help improve my self-control the rest of the day and the rest of my life. The last tip, the last thing to do here is make a promise to yourself and don't break it. Now, some people take promises super seriously, and then some people just, just don't. But make a promise to yourself and hold it to the highest standard you can. I promise I'm going to work out four days a week. Now, when you keep that promise, first of all, you're going to feel good about yourself. Secondly, imagine for all your life, you've made promises to yourself and you kept them. And then one day you're like, you know what? I'm going to open my own restaurant and I'm going to do it and it's going to be successful. Well, you've had your whole life of telling yourself you're going to do it and you do it. So now you're going into this restaurant already thinking, I'm going to do this because I'm I've set my mind on it and I'm not going to let myself down. And then there's the opposite where you're just as flaky as can be and you say, you know what, I, I'm going to I'm going to do it and then you never do it. Of course, people aren't going to take you seriously and you're not even going to take yourself seriously because you have a million examples of times you told yourself you're going to do it and you did not. So take yourself seriously, make those promises to yourself and don't break your own promise. And if you know that you're not the type of person who can do that for yourself, first of all, practice the first four things we've been talking about. But secondly, go find a friend to be that person for you. All right, so we're going to bridge this. I'm going to promise myself and I'm going to promise my best friend. And they're going to help keep me accountable. And with their help, I'm going to keep myself accountable. And we're going to knock out all these promises I'm making to the point where I don't need them anymore because I've also been developing that within myself. Treat your promise like you're taking your best friend to the airport at 3 in the morning. You're not going to miss that drive to the airport at 3 in the morning. You're not going to leave your friend stranded at their home. You're not going to ruin their vacation, their honeymoon, whatever they're going on. Treat every promise you make to yourself with that severity. You wouldn't just, "Ah, I hope I wake up at 3 a.m. to get there in time. Fingers crossed. No, you're going to make a plan. You're going to set an alarm. You're going to make sure you know how to get there. You're going to develop a plan. And you're going to get it done. Treat everything in your life like that. 
and you'll be amazed how much more you get done and can accomplish and how much self-control and self-discipline and overall success you will have from that. I think one of the best ways to wrap all this up is that what you set your mind out to do, do it. But know that you're not always going to be perfect and you're not always going to win or things are not always going to work out because you are not entitled to anything. The only thing you are entitled to is giving it your best effort. And don't beat yourself up over it. There's going to be times where you fail. There's going to be times when you trip. And that's okay. We don't lose. We win or we learn. Thank you for listening to a Healthy Control podcast. You can find us at YouTube at a Healthy Control and make sure to subscribe. You can also reach me at a Healthy Control at gmail.com with any comments or questions you'd like answered on the show. Reminder, a Healthy Control podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not in lieu of any medical advice. If you have any concerns about your health, please speak to your healthcare provider.